Hey everyone, welcome to the show. It's your boy Johnny Clutch, giving the latest sports news and giving hot takes on the sports that I love. Uh, safe to say a lot of big news coming out of the NFL the last couple days of free agency, so let's get right into it. Obviously the big one was Odell Beckham going to the Cleveland Browns. Talked about a little, a little bit about the trade rumors about Odell Beckham in my last show. Uh, Odell Beckham was traded to the Browns for a first and a third round pick, plus safety Jabril Peppers. Uh, looking at it from the Cleveland side, obviously it further solidifies their offense. Only thing they were missing was a true number one receiver. Now you have Nick Chubb and hopefully Kareem Hunt in the backfield for them. He's probably going to have a suspension. I think it's going to be somewhere from six to eight games, but they're most likely going to have him when it counts. And they also have Odell Beckham's uh, long friend from high school and college, Jarvis Landry. And they also have David Njoku, who showed uh, showed a lot of potential last year to be a good number one tight end. And obviously, Baker Mayfield, who had an incredible rookie season as quarterback, showed he was well worth a number one overall pick. And I honestly thought he was robbed of Offensive Rookie of the Year. The Browns also ended off their season great, going 5-3 and three in their last eight games. And to be honest, I have them as my early favorites to win that division. When you really look at it, Baltimore... You know, I think they got worse. You know, the def- you know, lost a lot of defensive players. They lost Eric Weddle. They lost Mosley. They lost Terrell Suggs. That's a lot of huge losses right there. And you also compound that with the fact that defensive coordinator is going to get a whole offseason to look at Lamar Jackson. I remember in the playoff game when uh, Lamar Jackson was playing against the Chargers, the Chargers devised a game plan where they put like a ton of defensive backs in the field, and that was a big key in stopping Lamar Jackson, and that came from doing what he knew was normally doing early on in the season. So there will be teams that will probably try to copycat that or, or even give him even more looks. So Lamar Jackson will definitely have to get better as a passer and make those adjustments. If he thinks that he's going to go into next season and play the same exact way and they're still going to win, especially with the losses they've received on the defensive side of the ball, I, I don't know. I don't I don't see them being the same as they were last year. Don't see him making the playoffs at this point. Then you have the Steelers. They, on, they obviously didn't get any better. They lost Antonio Brown, and they really haven't made any moves yet. Obviously, they still have a chance with Big Ben Roethlisberger as quarterback, Juju Smith-Schuster's. A big-time wide receiver, but I give the Browns the edge here. And then you have the Cincinnati Bengals. Eh. I mean, they finally got rid of Marvin Lewis, but that doesn't change everything for that team. There's still a lot of holes in the defensive side of the ball. And my opinion of Andy Dalton was never really that high. I mean, the only question I probably have for Cleveland is uh, the defensive side of the ball. Maybe they'll address that more in free agency and in the draft, but that offense is going to be really fun to watch. And you know what? Good for Odell Beckham. He's more of a fit for a win-now team instead of a team in transition like the Giants. And speaking of the Giants, we're going to look at it on their side now. It's obviously a bold move to get rid of a top receiver like this. But I can see why they did it. Odell Beckham has shown to be a little bit of a problem in the locker room. He is a diva. And let's face it, he's injury-prone. He had, he's only played 16 games combined the last two seasons. He hasn't fi- He didn't finish last season, which I thought was really the nail in the coffin for the Giants ultimately making this deal. And you see everyone talking about Odell. Now, obviously, I know Odell's, like I said, he's a great receiver, top three, top five in the league, whatever you want to say about him. But it's not like the Giants were ever really a great team with Odell Beckham. Now, that obviously was, wasn't was all his fault, but they've only made the playoffs once ever since Odell Beckham's been there. 
and they had a lot of money tying into a player that they weren't winning with. And you look at some of their um, pieces on the offensive side of the ball, especially Saquon Barkley. With the way Saquon Barkley played this year, you can look at that and say you can build an offense around him. And I think the Giants were pretty confident in dealing Odell Beckham, knowing that they have Saquon Barkley. If the Giants don't have Saquon Barkley and he didn't show like he did in in his rookie season, there's no way I think they make this trade. And also, I truly believe that this trade could be set up to make another trade, and I think that would be for Cardinals quarterback Josh Rosen. Now, a lot of people have been hearing the rumors that the Cardinals, with a number one overall pick, could be prepared to take Kyler Murray. And if they do that, they'd obviously want to move on from Josh Rosen. be no reason to have two young quarterbacks on your roster like that. So this is where the Giants come in. They're obviously looking for a quarterback of the future, and I think Josh Rosen, when you really look at it, they have a choice of giving up a number 17 pick for Josh Rosen or taking Dwayne Haskins at number six. I honestly, you know, would rather take Josh Rosen over Dwayne Haskins straight up. And you're telling me you get to, it's basically like Josh Rosen's in the draft all over again. And you're taking him 11 spots later over Dwayne Haskins. And if you do that, just say you make this trade, you keep that number six pick. And you can take something that you need. The Giants have a lot of holes on defense, on the offensive line. You know, this team needs a lot of help, and they can still use that for one of those positions and basically take Josh Rosen seven, you know, 11 picks later. Excuse me. And since the Giants now have two first-round picks, it would make the most sense for them out of any team to make a trade for Josh Rosen. I honestly think the only other team that would be in the Josh Rosen sweepstakes would probably be the Miami Dolphins. I guess you can throw the Redskins in there, too, even though they did get Case Keenum. But I don't think Case Keenum would stop them from making a trade for Josh Rosen. But you look at the Giants, they have two first-round picks. So they'd still have a first-round pick if they were to make the number 17 swap for Josh Rosen. Whereas the Redskins and the Dolphins can't do that. I think they would be hesitant to give up their only first-round pick. So when we look at this trade, this could be set up for another move. And just say if Josh Rosen does get traded there and he ends up being the franchise quarterback of the future for the Giants, this, honestly, this trade would be more than worth it because I'll take a star quarterback over a star receiver any day. But obviously when I say that, a lot of ifs, ands, or buts involved. But don't already say that the Giants lost this trade. There's a lot to be done, a lot to be done still. You know, We'll see what they do with these picks. And let's see if Odell Beckham can stay healthy because last two seasons he's failed to do so. Now let's get to the other big NFL news. Le'Veon Bell signed a four-year deal with a max value of $61 million that includes $35 million guaranteed with the New York Jets. Now let's get to the one thing I don't understand from Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell turned down a five-year, $70 million contract from Pittsburgh just for this. Where this is just the max value of $61 million. I think uh, the normal value would be $52. It's probably There's probably a lot of incentives where he can reach 61 I mean, he probably will reach that with the type of player that he is, but we'll see. Well, anyways, you're telling me at best he gets about the same salary per year, and he also gets one less year on the contract, so one less guaranteed year. He sat out a year for all this. Now, there's either... Two scenarios. There's two scenarios here you gotta look at. It, it was either he really just wanted out of Pittsburgh, or he overestimated his market value, and I would have to go with the latter here, because you can just tell the way he was talking. Someone dug up an old tweet 
where the guy mentioned Le'Veon Bell on Twitter. This happened uh, last February, February 2018, and he said, I speak on behalf of New York Jets. We'll give you $60 million in cash if you come play for us. Then Le'Veon Bell did the rolling eyes emoji that said, that ain't enough for me to come run with the Jets. Well, apparently it was Le'Veon, so uh, for, for to me, he overestimated his market value. And also, two more things. He was trying to drive his up his price until the very end. There are reports that uh, Ian Rappaport was sharing saying that he was trying to get other teams involved in the end. I think he was trying to you know, get some leverage with the Jets, or maybe he just didn't really want to go with the Jets. He wanted more options. And also, think about this. The Jets really only got back in the Bell sweepstakes because Anthony Barr... You know, backed out of his deal with the Jets. He went back. He ended up signing back with the Vikings. But Anthony Barr had an agreement in place yesterday that he was going to go to the Jets, and it was looking like the Jets weren't going to have enough money. So, um, just imagine for a sec how bad Le'Veon Bell would have looked if Anthony Barr, you know, made good with his agreement on the Jets. And another thing that made Bell look bad was throughout the season was James Conner performing well in his place. Bell's value would have been so much greater if every running back that went in for him during the season would have tanked or at least didn't even play even nearly as good as Bell. And that was not the case. However, in saying all this, it would be asinine for me to sit here and tell you Le'Veon Bell is not elite. Le'Veon Bell is one of the best running backs in the league and the, the Jets got a great player. I'm just not a big fan of paying running backs this type of money. But this will help Sam Darnold, and they will be given, getting a motivated player in Le'Veon Bell. He's going to want to prove a lot of people wrong. I feel that Bell will help out Darnold even more in the passing game. He'll have that nice outlet and screens and short outs and stuff like that. He'll be, he'll be a good fit with Sam Darnold. But I'm just going to tell you, that Jets offensive line is not the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. So it will be very interesting to see how Le'Veon Bell performs with his new team. Now let's switch to another topic. Let's switch to basketball here. Uh, I was watching uh, the Charlotte Hornets game against the uh, Houston Rockets the one night. And I got to say, I was watching that game. You can't give me one good reason why Kemba Walker would want to stay in Charlotte. He's only made the playoffs twice in eight seasons, never getting past the first round with Charlotte. He's having one of his better statistical seasons this season, and right now it looks like it won't be enough to make the playoffs. I mean, just look at that game against Houston. They had a lot of players sitting out for one. You have to be looking at it. If I'm Kemba Walker, I'm looking at him like, none of you guys can play. You have all these guys sitting out in a crucial game. And with all those guys sitting out, they were basically given no chance against the Houston Rockets. And also in that game, Kemba Walker had 40 points on 14-20 shooting, had 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and they still lost by double digits. Kemba is not getting any younger. He's going to be turning 29 in May. And I feel there's a lot of winning teams, at least teams that win a lot more than Charlotte, or at least will be on the verge of winning more than Charlotte, will be pursuing him, and those teams should be pursuing him. He's a great point guard. There will be a couple teams I feel that will be after him. Number one, the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks obviously made that trade for Christoph Porzingis. They already have Luka Doncic. That would be a nice big three to have. Some may say they don't see the fit with Kemba and Luka, both being guys that need the ball in their hands, and I would somewhat agree, but I think they're both good enough players to where they would make it work. They both can play off the ball as well. 
and having both those guys would create a lot of pick and roll and pick and pop opportunities with Porzingis. So I could see that being a move for Dallas that could put them in playoff contention next year in the Western Conference. And the other team, the New York Knicks. Now everyone's been talking about New York Knicks going after Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I really don't see that happening. I mean, it's it could. Don't get me wrong. You know, those rumors could be true. But I think Kemba is more realistic, especially given the fact that I'm pretty sure Kemba is leaving. And Kemba's home is in New York. So he could definitely be drawn to the Knicks. And you would have to think that the Lakers could be an outside possibility in all of this as well. Just say the Lakers do strike out and all the big free agents they're going after. Kemba could be the only one there. And the Lakers won't want to go away empty-handed. And I think Kemba Walker could be a good fit playing with LeBron. Again, people will say that they're, bo- they're both guys that need the ball in their hands. But LeBron worked pretty well with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving adjusted to playing with LeBron. And I think Kemba can do the same. I also feel that Kemba would be a good fit with LeBron because LeBron really isn't that great of a closer. I think even the best of his fans will admit that, especially now later in his career. So, And Kemba Walker has proven to be a very uh, clutch shot maker at times. And that's why LeBron works so well with Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving was the guy that wanted to take and make that big shot. So a lot of sim- I think there's a lot of similarities there with how Kyrie Irving fit with LeBron and how Kemba Walker could possibly fit with LeBron on the Lakers. And part of me doesn't really get why Kemba's free agency isn't really t- being talked about as much. I think a lot of people sleep on his ability. Now, obviously, there's some bigger names in this free agency, no doubt. But I feel out of all those names, out of guys like Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Kawhi, you know, Kyrie Irving... I am almost 100% sure Kemba Walker is going to be on a new team next season. And I really can't say that about any of the other big-name free agents. It will be very interesting to see what Kemba Walker does in his free agency and where he goes. I would like to thank everyone that listened to this podcast. Uh, Please hit that subscribe button if you're seeing this on iTunes. Leave some likes and comments on any social media platforms that you see this on. Until next time, it's the boy Johnny Clutch. Peace out.